Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Hour number two on Light the Tower. Uh, Jeff Howe out of pocket today. And Craig Way now on his way over the Dishfalk field for today's doubleheader, Texas baseball for San Jose State. And we're going to the bullpen coming in. He is the co-host of the Chad and Say program that will follow us today. It's Chad Hastings. Chad, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I uh, feel like uh, at this time in my life, I'm probably like Harris in uh, in Major League, you know? Bardell. Vagisil, all the little uh, little ointment over here, whatever it is. But hey, you can still come in and get out, still, right? Get a little jalapeno in my nose. Yeah. You put snot on the ball. At my age, you got to do whatever you can. Uh, I'm glad to be here, man. How are you? Doing good. Uh, a little tired from last night, but uh, it's that time of the year where you got. I mean, you have the high school stuff that's a you know big part of, of my life, but then you also have NBA playoffs, you got NHL playoffs. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on. It was a busy night last night all across the states. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, now, the good news for you there is, and we'll get coming up at 11:30. I definitely want to get we'll get a full flex segment. There was all kinds of baseball excitement last night throughout the area with uh, area teams. I think in most cases getting the better side of exciting games. Uh, so we'll go through yeah. all of that. Cameron was calling that Round Rock game, and I know a lot of people are following um, Round Rock, hoping, at least this is where I live, hoping for that Round Rock-Westlake yeah. matchup in the next round, and then there's some other area teams in. So we'll get to that. But good news last night for you, Cameron, is that uh, Joker and the Nuggets didn't really make it a l- very dramatic for yeah. you. If you needed to go to bed a little earlier – they had things well under control, and it got quickly out of hand. I mean, it was a it was a Denver scored forty four points in the first quarter. I mean, did Phoenix know that defense isn't optional in a elimination game in the playoffs, dude? I'm telling you what. Once you lose, they're already without Chris Paul, and I know the jokes about Aiton. I get it. I yeah. get that he hadn't been incredible, and he had you know had. had kind of been lifeless at times but then once he is out and once Kevin Durant and Devin Booker started cold yesterday I left the show I was tuning in last night got done with that Eastern Conference game you know decent amount of excitement there yeah. obviously that by the end of it it was a little stretched out but I thought it was a close game a lot of drama there and I'm ready I'm like okay all right Durant here we go, Booker. Let's see it. Let's see Mamba mentality. Let's see Mamba Jr., Devin Booker. And they both started like two for eight 
one for seven. And there was a moment, I cannot recall exactly what the score was, but I think it was either mid-second or early third quarter, and I just thought, they should call this thing. Yeah, This is like a fight where somebody is getting pummeled, and the ref or the corner needs to just step in and say, let's just, we're done, we're done. You know the Suns were in trouble, and the only one who showed up was Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne took 16 shots last night, Chad, mm. and Devin Booker, 4 for 13. He was a minus 27 plus minus yesterday. Is that not good? Not good at not, all. That's not good? Okay. And he took one shot in the second half. Oof. Now, I don't know. I heard maybe his ankle was dinged up. There was a lot of fatigue. You could see it. But what an awful way for the Suns to go out. You mentioned DeAndre Ayton, and I've heard you and Zay talk about it. I mean, last year, he had a, a decent performance in the finals against the Bucks. You're thinking, okay, this guy, is, he's the next. He's hes almost a prototypical big man you want to build for this era, right? Just mm-hmm. minus having an outside shot. Does not play well in the playoffs last year. They have the decision to make. Are we going to trade him, a sign-in trade? What do you want to do? I mean, he's you, he was your first overall pick, you know, the year you took Aiton over Luka Doncic. So it was kind of an awkward situation for uh, for, for the Suns, what to do. And it sounds like maybe Robert Sarver had a little input in bringing Aiton back. Who knows if Matt Ishbia was the owner, if, if Aiton's on a different team. But they couldn't figure out a sign-in trade. And they go ahead and, and re-sign Aiton. And once again, disappears in the playoffs. Doesn't play last night due to an injury. Yeah. You have Jock rib contusion. Rib by the contusion. Way, if people missed it. You have Jock Landell coming in, who sounds like a Simpsons character, and <laughs> Jokic just absolutely <laughs> mauled him in that game. I mean, do you need a new car? I'm Jock Landell. There you go. It, it, this is what the Nuggets, you know, have been the best team all season long. When you go in the playoffs, a lot of stuff revolves around the stars, right? I mean, you have the Lakers, LeBron, and AD. You have the Warriors, get the hype, right? You have this new look Suns team. But then you have the best team in the NBA. It was it was the Denver Nuggets, and they showed why last night. Jokic, uh, Michael Porter Jr. has played some good minutes the last two games, and then Jamal Murray, and then Contavious Caldwell Pope. He had yeah. a, 11 points in the first quarter. Everything went right for the Nuggets. And they're a scary team, and that's why, I, I mean, I know right now the Celtics are somehow favored to win the NBA Finals, but I'm looking at the Nuggets right now, Chad, is my favorite to win it all. The most consistent night in, night out, 48 minutes in, 48 minutes out, it's Denver. Absolutely. They, yeah. have, they have shown that through, I think, the last few games. Now, it could be that Phoenix is just that perfect opponent and the matchup yep. works just right, yep. but, uh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there about their performance. And on the other side, to me, sometimes you can just look at, like, something on a box score – and it makes you and you go, oh yeah. If I'd known that at the start of the game, I don't even watch. And there's about 50 of them for Phoenix last night. You can just pick anything on this stat sheet, and I'll tell you that's a concern. Their leading scorer is Cameron. But stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Kevin Durant and Booker both don't score 24. Stop, stop. Booker scores 12. Stop. I mean, there's so many different things you can go to um, for there. They got – oh, here's another one, just basic. They got out-rebounded 41-29. Stop. So many times, you know, okay, boy, they must have gotten pounded. And, yes, they did. So now – and also, a little disappointed to hear this one. I believe I read today, Devin Booker did not talk to the media. Yeah, I skipped out. After the game. That's not something – I got to say, that's not something Uncle Kobe would be happy about. Yeah. The Mamba would face the music. The Mamba would face the media. He knew what he had to do. You got to eat that and, and, and move on. I mean, heck, in this situation, there may be people that are ready to blame it on Kevin Durant, ready to blame it on a coach. People are talking about, does Monty Williams survive this whole thing? 
So with Devin Booker, a little upset to hear that, but that is a – also because he had time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Right? He started bad. Durant started bad. Aiton didn't play. CP3 didn't play. And they got hammer drilled. You didn't have time to figure out maybe you need to talk to the media. If you lose on a last-second half-court shot by the Joker. Okay. All right. Be crushed. I'll let you go home. Dude, you had a full two hours to prepare for this thing. Answer a question or two. And he makes Kevin Durant get absolutely hammered by the media. Katie's been there for, what, two, three months? Yeah. Chris Pauls wasn't able to do the media because he was yes. injured. Another great point. you got to go in there and help yeah. Kevin Durant take that. He's the Dev, D-Book, you're the face of this franchise, right? You're gonna When you go in the next season, the number one guy is going to be Devin Booker. Look at how the team has played the last few weeks. It's been Booker as the number one option, then Chris Paul, then Katie. But you're leaving, you're leaving your guys, you're leaving Katie out there to be asked about the disappointment of the season when you've been the number one guy. That's what's disappointing to me as an NBA yeah. fan because, like you mentioned, Kobe. You know, Kobe would go up there and face the music. It's the same thing with the Grizzlies when they lost. Oh, when that was terrible. And Dylan Brooks skipped the media. Come on, guys. I mean, right. you, you gotta face, if you want to be the guy, if you want to be the guy, you're going to have to face the music sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, in case nobody's ever heard my stance on this, even though I am technically a member of the media, and yes, I've been a part of those groups that interview coaches and players after games, I do not think they should exist at all. Yeah. I disagree with them existing. I think it's completely insane, but it is part of their job. They have decided, they have all decided that's part of the thing. So when Cam Newton loses that Super Bowl, he's got to eat it. Yep. At least he showed up. Now he was, you know, mopey. But at least he showed up. I didn't like the way he ate that one, but at least he showed up with his fork ready to eat. Devin Booker walked the thing last night, and I think your point is the best one. If you really want to show what kind of teammate you are to Kevin Durant, you have to know. You don't even have to like Kevin Durant to appreciate what he's about to get. Just the onslaught of blame he's about to get for this. I might have shown up. I don't. You don't have to do the dual press conference necessarily, but I'd have thought about it. I'd have said, hey, KD, you want to go in there? You want to go in there together, or do you want to do you want to just get this out of the way? We'll both sit there. That's what I would have offered if I'm yeah. Booker. We both suck tonight. The team suck tonight. Let's go eat this thing together. This is our deal. I won't make you go through this alone if you don't want to. That's what Booker t- should have done to me. Yeah, you're right. You got to show face. And another part of this sun sack of Chris or Chad, excuse me, Chris. I'm thinking of Chris Ball myself. Yes, Billy. Uh, Tim McMahon from ESPN usually covers the Mavericks says that it's pretty likely that Chris Paul will be playing for a different team next season. Ooh, and Chris Paul this next year he's uh, his fiftieth f- team by the way that's a record. Yeah, he'll he'll be the only one to play for all thirty <laughs> NBA teams. As uh, I think oh, Justin Verlander finally got a win against all eight all MLB teams. Is it's that gonna right? Be Chris Paul the opposite. Yeah, he's due for thirty point eight million dollars next season. He's 38 years old. He's had a major injury in pretty much every year. Has played in how many Western Conference Finals? Uh, zero? Is it zero? Am I? Ooh, I think, gotta double check that. I think that's right. It's one at the most. If he finally got to one in the last couple years, maybe. But yeah, for the longest time, it was never getting. Well, there. he's been to NBA Finals, so that's the dumb question. So he's been to at least one. Yeah, right, one right. NBA you're finals. right. He's been to one. Been so to one. one Western yeah, Conference one. Finals. But at this point, I mean, you saw how. The Suns looked with and without Chris Paul. I don't know if trading Chris Paul is the answer, but they have no depth either, Chad. I mean, you, you're watching the game last night. I mean, you got Landry Shamit, who I can't believe he's an NBA player still. Cameron Payne was your best player on the floor last night. When you made that trade for KD, you had to give up Michael Bridges, Mikael Bridges. 
But why didn't couldn't you have kept Cam Johnson? I mean, I feel like you you still could have kept Cam Johnson. I don't know if he would have changed the series and they would have won, but I mean, there's no one else coming off the bench to help this team. Damian Lee played 12 minutes last night. TJ Warren, 16 minutes, 0 for 1. No points. As much as you want to, as much as the blame should be on D Book for going 4 for 13 in elimination game and KD only scoring 23 points, you still kind of need a bench, I would think. And yeah. Uh, Cameron Payne as your number two point guard, it's, it's just not going to get it done in, in this league right now. Their bench scored 12. Ugh. Combined. Uh, and on the good side of things, you mentioned Joker a little bit. He was fantastic. How about the Michael Porter Jr. trick shot? Did you catch yeah. that moment? That's when you know. That is when you know. Like when you start bouncing stuff off of referees and chairs and side you know, stanchions and everything banks in, that's how you know it's your night. That Porter shot was awesome. And, uh, I mean, Murray coming right along with the 26. Joker is such a freaky big, one of the best freaky bigs we've ever seen. And he's trying to prove that you can be – like think about this, Cam. He's trying to be the best player – now, I guess we could have an argument of is Murray their best player or is Joker their best player? But you could make an argument he's trying to be their best player as a freaky triple-double big. That's And, and not blocks. A freaky traditional triple-double big. I don't know that that's ever existed in the NBA. And he's trying to prove that it can actually happen. That's uh, it, It's remarkable to watch, but I agree with you. They are the most consistent team right now, and if you made me take my money to a Vegas window on one NBA team, I think I'd have to just say, give me the nuggets. I'll, I'll deal with the loss if it's there. I may not be rooting for them. I might be rooting for some of these other groups, but let me, let me pick on Denver. 32 points last night, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. I think he was the best player on the floor, and when you can have a guy – I mean, they could run their entire offense through Jokic, and the team looks unstoppable. Other guys in the in this, I mean, with Joel Embiid, I know Embiid won the MVP, first team All NBA, rightfully deserves it. But it feels like the offense is more hardened in Embiid together with Nuggets. I mean, anyone can score. I mean, Jokic is setting up ball screens for Bruce Brown, and Bruce <laughs> Brown's driving to the hoop. That's Dude, what, what I love is, about. What is going on with Bruce Brown these last couple games? Incredible. A career. Thir- 13. Thir- 13 points. Come Six on, for man. 13. He had more points than Devin Booker last night. Yeah. Bruce Brown outscored Devin Booker. That, that's, that's a tough <laughs> pill to swallow. There's one. There's one. Bruce Brown outscored Devin Booker. Stop. Nope. Stop. I don't need to watch the game. I don't need to watch the game. I know what's about to happen. Yeah, that was... I'll always say it as a fight fan. Sometimes people get lost in fights having to be close or long. That's the two things people get into. They want a long, close fight. I like those fights too, but people will make fun of short fights. Mm -hmm. I don't, Cameron, because all I need is definitive. Give me a definitive fight. Oh, my God, it was only 38 seconds. Do you feel like you got robbed? Nope, got every bit of my money's worth because I watched all 38 seconds and it was dominating. This is a game that I'm glad I kept it on. Now, I wasn't totally focused on every second. I had some things to do at the house. But to keep it on, I wanted to watch it. I wanted to see, all right, are they really going to beat them this badly? I don't mind seeing a definitive win like that because I think it helps to show off Denver. And if that's how bad Phoenix is going to play, then the truth was the truth. And now let's see if the Nuggets are better, or excuse me, are this good in the next matchup. Let me ask you this about Kevin Durant. Okay. Won two NBA Finals in 27-2018 with the Warriors. Probably the best NBA roster of all time. Mm-hmm. Dominant team. Achilles in 2019 against the Raptors. Uh, decides he's had enough of Steve Kerr. He's had enough of Stephen Curry. 
demands a trade to the Brooklyn Nets, sits out 2019, and since then, he has not really gotten close to another ring. I mean, what, what, how do you, how do you stack up KD's career? Because when he left after that 2018 season, I think it's pretty surprising because it felt like Kevin Durant was the best player in the league at that time. But he has not won an NBA championship since, and hasn't yeah. been to one. And it feels like he's not going to get any more closer than he is right now. Well, where do you envision KD as his career going forward? Because it feels like the last few years has been kind of a disappointment because I thought that Warriors series, KD kind of established himself as maybe taking the torch from LeBron, and it does not feel like that way anymore. No, I think that's it's a a fair breakdown. It's so weird. I think he is – it's like every bit of good and bad in this era of the NBA is all wrapped up into Kevin Durant. What is the good side of the players having all the control and building teams? Kevin Durant. Well, what's the downside? Kevin Durant. What's the good side of, you know, load ma- Kevin Durant. What is the bad side of load management and what happens when an injury occurs? That's Kevin Durant too. All of those things. So, I'll always give him credit for being not just the winner in those two. He was the Finals MVP those two years go back and watch those NBA finals and tell me that Kevin Durant was being dragged to anything tell me he was being carried to either ring and I will disagree with you so I think that part of his legacy is cemented I don't think anybody can put an asterisk on either one now since then he became the bad side of all that control trying to put a team together believing that James Harden and Kyrie Irving. That's another Mm. thing. He put his trust in two of the wackiest dudes in this era of the NBA in terms of supremely talented, supremely bizarre. So that, I think, is is where it is. Now, watch. that's where that part of it is. Then moving forward, Cameron, I think it's about the makeup of a team. I kind of dig this team he's on, but this year we may have seen Chris Paul's a little too old, Aiton's a little too young and then he and Booker are badasses. If I'm Kevin Durant, I'd love the idea of sticking with a guy like Booker and finding a way to build around that and continue to take the shots. He can't go – I mean, to me, if he goes changing again pretty quickly, then this part of his career is going to just kind of wither away. But I still think when he's good – also did the health part, to come back from all of that and immediately in that first workout, first warm-up getting hurt, when he's right – I think he's one of the craziest scorers they've, you know, we've ever seen. I think he's one of the best weapons we've ever seen. I think there still could be another ring out there for him. What about you? Well, so he set out the 2019 season, his first year in Brooklyn, after that Achilles tendon injury in the finals. So didn't play 2019. The 2020 season, remember he had that step back three that was later rolled a two to send it into overtime against the Bucks. Milwaukee would win that game in game seven. They would go to the NBA finals. That's the closest that... Katie's been since then, 2021, had some injuries. They lost early on in the playoffs, I believe, to um, Boston. I think they got swept, actually. That was a really bad Kyrie Irving season. Then they go into the summer, and Katie, you know, asked for the trade request. And they had the up-and-down year with Harden kind of saying, I'm done with Kyrie Irving's BS, Kyrie being, you know, Kyrie with his anti-Semite takes and stuff. So, obviously, teaming up with Kyrie Irving, I think, was – by far the biggest mistake Katie's made in his entire career. Yep. As an OKC fan, leaving OKC was the right decision for him because the roster that they had was not going to win a championship against the Warriors. Now, as Specs Texter pointed out, he never should have left Golden State. If, it, if his thought was, I want to keep winning championships and finals MVPs, then yes, he should have never left. But obviously, there was something where he wasn't happy with how the right. Warriors fans treated him. I think maybe a little bit because they always thought Curry was the golden boy, and Katie thought, wait, 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 I'm the better player. 
Nah, we still like Stephen Curry more. I think that kind of got to himself a little bit. I think he had some issues with Steve Kerr and thought, well, let me go team up with my friends, my boys. Let me bring in DeAndre Jordan, who's past his prime. Let me bring in James Harden. And guess what? He has nothing to show for it except for lost seasons. And right. as he gets older, he's had a lot of injuries. He's had the Jones fracture, the Achilles tendon. Going the, the pair up with Kyrie, I think, really ruined his career. Not maybe not ruined his career, but held him back from oh, having yeah. a top 10. Because after that 2018 season, KD was on a path to being a top 10 player. No now doubt. it's Stephen Curry for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. If you're going to go with can't beat him, join him. And if you're going to go with embracing the villain role, staying in Golden State's the way to do that. Yeah, Because the old way was you fought and scraped and tried to beat that team, a la Carl Malone, John Stockton, and whoever else, Charles Barkley. If you couldn't beat him, you couldn't beat him. You just didn't get a ring. They've changed that narrative now. It's like, well, in this case, I couldn't beat him. I decided to join him. Now I won a couple of rings. But then to beat him, to do the if you can't beat him, then join him, then leave again, that's where it got really confusing for Durant. So I just hope he can stay, find some health, and find a, a run that is completely healthy, and then we'll see where it is. But you're right. This part of his career is is just bizarre, and you can't talk about it without discussing a little bit, you know, a bit of Harden, but I think you're right. The Kyrie Irving decision is very strange. It's a very strange one. And, you know, because he could look back and say, well, Kyrie's the guy that made the big shot for LeBron yeah. and helped him on that. So um, it is weird how Kyrie Irving's role throughout this time in the NBA, without Kyrie Irving, LeBron doesn't get that win in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But then without Kyrie Irving, where is Kevin Durant right yeah. now? Where would he possibly be? Kyrie, he's. That last year in Boston, uh, I mean, Kyrie Irving, he, he deserved a 30-for-30, 30 30, but not a good 30-for-30. 30 30. Kind of the one of like, w- what in the world was Kyrie Irving on the last five, six years? Because he's that was a pretty good Celtics team, you know, with, with young Tatum in Brown. And, oh, well, he tanked that team, goes to the Nets, and tanked the Nets teams. And uh, who knows what's next for Kyrie Irving in his career. I mean, They'll have a, a full offseason now with Dallas, but the Dallas team going in the next year, I'm not looking at them as one of the contenders. And depending on what happens with Chris Paul, the Suns are going to they're be up in the air going in the next year as well. A lot of good texts coming in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Somebody says KD should have stayed with Golden State. Someone also points out he didn't have all the pressure on those Golden State teams. For sure. I guess that's a way. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Certainly, uh, because yeah, you had, you were able to spread that uh, that greatness around. You got other big dogs there that are that are helping you there. Uh, so last night, Denver and uh, Boston get big wins, and of course, Denver finishes a series. Boston prolongs a series and creates a game seven. They will do that on Sunday, and they're going to wait, I think, and see what happens tonight before they determine a time on that. But I believe that is a Sunday. Game seven. So we got that to get into today. Also, Cameron, I want to hear about last night because you were there with the Round Rock game. Westlake played last night. Taylor played last night. Georgetown, some other area teams, and apparently a lot of good news in terms of those first games of series. Um, We will get into that flex segment. Coming up, uh, it is Light the Tower on this Friday. Craig Way is headed over to Dishfalk Field for the first of two Longhorn games today. If you don't know about that doubleheader, we will get you all set up for that moving forward as well. It is Friday, and this is The Horn. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Light the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe. Cameron Parker going with some baby-making music today. Yeah. Who is this? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, okay. And I'm just, I'm just curious if you recognize what this song was in. Huh. What's it called? Reasons. Reasons by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, I don't know. A Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, movie. That's right. Yes? Yeah. Was it in part three? Yeah. Okay, I just saw part three. I did too. Yeah, that's right, you did. <laughs> I recognized Cameron coming out of the theater. <laughs> yeah. I saw this dude walking down, and I'm like, who is that handsome bastard with the bald head? He kind of looks like Cameron Parker. Wait a minute. That is Cameron Parker. Who's that bald guy blocking up the ent- Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh... That's Cameron Parker. Uh, yes, it is, uh, it is some bald-on-bald crime today in uh, the second hour of Light the Tower. Craig Way is not here because he's headed over to Dishfalk Field. I would assume he's there by now. Uh, there's been an adjustment in that Texas baseball series. So first off, let's get you that information with a Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook. And it's brought to you by uh, Aaron Bowersock, correct? I believe so. Home loan expert. Uh, I do not have all of the uh, insider info that Jeff Howe does have, but if you want some of that, go to horns247.com for all of the latest. Check out the Longhorn Blitz podcast. If you're a Longhorn football freak, wherever you get your podcast, we play that for you Wednesdays and Thursdays here on the station. But as far as baseball goes, you, we all understand if you're in the greater Austin area, some weather moving in, and it's just, you know... From what I've seen, I don't know that it's going to be crazy max flooding situations. It's just going to be a lot of rain. Yeah. A lot of rain that could get in the way of sports. So when it comes to the tennis uh, stuff going on over there, they've got a plan to go indoors if they need to. But obviously baseball doesn't have that. And so they've had to adjust with a doubleheader today because they like the window they've got today. So what they're going to do is play a game at 2 and a game at 6.30. This is Texas and San Jose State. If you didn't see the schedule, uh, this is that weird out-of-conference thing. So if you look at the conference standings, this is the reason Texas has played three more games than pretty much everybody else. Because mm-hmm. they those other teams have already had their non-conference series. Texas is now getting to it. So 145 pregame, that'll be on 1260 and 101.9. So you'll have all the shows as normal up through 615 with Rod and Harge and uh, Patrick and Ball Don't Lie. That is uh, so because uh, 630 will be the second game start. And if I'm not mistaken, 6.30 was the scheduled start time anyway for the game today. So Texas and San Jose State, as of right now, game three is kind of to be determined. They're hoping to do that tomorrow and find a window where 
the rain moves out for a little bit and they can squeeze in the baseball game. We'll see if that happens. Maybe it has to be moved to Sunday or maybe they realize it's a conference, a non-con series. Eh, maybe you don't play that third game. But hopefully they'll be able to get all of that in. Cameron is a Texas baseball fan. Uh, how you liking this team right now? Feels like a couple things on the pitching side are coming together. And throughout the season, there have been moments where, where the bats are pretty good too. Yeah, the bullpen is still kind of a hold on to your butts. I mean, the last two Kansas games, you know, Kansas had either the tying run or the go-ahead run at the plate in the seventh inning, ninth inning, excuse me, and it's just like, oh, God. And then LBJ shut the door in the second game. I forget who closed it in the third game. But the bullpen still just – I feel like it's just going to come back to bite Texas either in the regionals or that's going to be, you know, a, a must-win regional game and the bullpen just going to give up something. But going into this season, I think – I'm happy where this team is at, all things considering, knowing that it was probably going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year. And they still have a chance to even win the Big 12. I know it's a lot to ask for. You need Texas Tech to at least take one game against West Virginia this week, and they're playing at West Virginia. And basically, UT has to sweep the Mountaineers next week. They really have a chance. But I think all in all, I, I feel you know, pretty good. I think still the cap on this team, the ceiling is a super regional with the floor just being a regional appearance, obviously. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, and you, you answered the question there. I've gotten that vibe from all Longhorn fans I've talked to. Uh, as I always say, Longhorn fans, some of the most realistic fans in college sports, sometimes too realistic, but that's what I love about you guys. And that's what I hear from everybody. It's like, you know what? And, and if, you, if I'll ever trust a group of fans to tell me what, a, what an Omaha team looks like, it's Texas baseball fans. Yeah. There's a couple other fan bases in that sport I'd trust too, but I think that's what I've heard from most Texas fans. It's like, look, if you make me give a gut, this one does not feel like Omaha right now. Yeah, no, that's a fair point, I think, because we've been to Omaha three times with Coach Pierce, David Pierce. I think we do know what a Omaha team looks like. We yeah. know what it was last year for sure. This year, didn't get that sense. Now a lot can happen. And one quick real note on uh, on San Jose State, Chad, during my time as a play-by-play announcer in, the, in a summer league, college wood bat summer league, expedition league, half the, half the San Jose State starting lineup played in that league. So Is I have right? to know a lot of these guys who um, will be playing against Texas this weekend – had a few on our team, got to be close friends with them. And if you're going out there, there's a guy named Charles McAdoo. Last year, he had the longest on-base streak in Division One, And the only reason why he wasn't drafted was because he was not eligible yet. He's a pure athlete. Hmm. He's the cousin of Bob McAdoo. Oh, uh, really? NBA champion, one of the greatest basketball players Jeez, of all time. So I'm, if, I'm not old at all. If Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> if you go out there today um, – Get there a little bit early and check out his batting practice because, you know, back in that summer league, and this was about two summers ago, so Chuck uh, was just an incoming freshman. It's a hitter's league on the Juco baseball side and in the college uh, wood bat summer league. It's definitely a hitter's league. But other players would come and watch his BP because it was just a home run derby. So you say his name is Chuck McAdoo? Charles McAdoo. Charles McAdoo. We called him Chuck. Chuck McAdoo, Uh, okay. He's got... Absolute raw power. A huge. He's just a, a huge human, and he's just an athletic human being. His swing. In sorry, Chuck. It's not the most. Um, it's not like Ken Griffey Jr., but he's such an athlete that he makes it work, and he hits it pretty hard. What's so the, what position? He, he'll play in the outfield. Um, okay. I don't know what he's playing this year. Probably center field. So San Jose State. You know, as a Texas fan, you're seeing them now. They're ranked 131 in the RPI. You know, they're they're going to have to win their conference tournament to make it into the postseason. But their issue has been pitching, not hitting. So I'm Mm. curious to see how they look against the Texas bullpen because 
they can rake. They can so there might be some situations where if Texas has, you know, maybe a, a 9-1 lead or a 6 nothing lead, all of a sudden it could be 6-5 pretty quick. Do you happen to recall what that on-base streak was? Uh, I want to see. We got to the 40s. I Did know it really? at least was 38. I'm, they didn't make the postseason, unfortunately, so he couldn't keep it going. I don't, it wasn't, I don't know if it was an NCAA record, but um, from what I understand, he'll definitely be drafted uh, in the next few months. Nice. And uh, Campbell is at 27 on his hitting streak going into this series. Yeah. Is that right? Dylan Campbell. All-time record yeah. for Texas baseball. That's incredible. We'll see if that one can continue. All right, there's your Longhorn Notebook. Let's get you a flex segment and talk about some of that baseball excitement uh, that Cameron got to call and some of the other games, too. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right. So uh, area teams in uh, in the playoffs, and we've talked about um, two of the big focuses, I think, around here for people are Westlake and Round Rock um, because of how highly ranked uh, Westlake is. And uh, for us, it's sort of that history of the Round Rock program, but also because Cameron's been calling the game. So we've been getting the, the insider scoop here. So Cameron, Round Rock in game one last night. You talked to me about how tough this series was going to be because they're not playing a pushover here, but they get an extra inning walk-off to yeah. win it? Playing as Round Rock and Reagan. Reagan was state runners-up last year. Uh, Porter Brown, Travis Steely, uh, Reagan alumni. So an incredible baseball program under Coach Chapman. I think he's been there 19 years now. And Coach Card at Round Rock has been there 20. So they've been around. They've seen some baseball. Mm-hmm. They've played in some big baseball series. It's a shame. These are two top 10 meetings, Chad, and they're playing in the area round. It's the second round. Yeah. And plus, the winner has to play possibly Westlake next week. So, I mean, we talked about the region of death. Good Lord. Uh, tough situation. But Round Rock, uh, a huge walk-off win. I mentioned earlier on the show, they were down 2 nothing early. Ryland Rangel, um, a junior pitcher for Reagan doesn't have overpowering stuff, but he's got some great movement, and he he pitched pretty well until Round Rock put up six runs against him in the fifth inning, went up 6-2 in the final frame. Travis Sakura, who had 11 innings, 11 strikeouts this year, hadn't pitched a complete game all year, Chad. Uh, he's been on a pitch count, of course, you know, mm-hmm. getting ready for the MLB draft, maybe college next season. Right. Comes out for the seventh. He hadn't pitched in the seventh inning, I believe, all season long, maybe even his entire high school career from talking to some Round Rock folks. Walks the first two guys. Coach Carter goes to the bullpen. The guy out of the bullpen hits the first batter, sack flies, so scores 6-3, tying run at the plate, and what does Brandon Greer do? He goes yard. I mean, you can't script this stuff. So it quickly becomes 6-6. They go into extra innings and remind you, Round Rock won an extra innings against Buda Johnson last week. So kind of the same story. They won in nine at Buda. They were the road team. They were the home team here. So both teams going back and forth. Great bullpen pitching from Kate Weibel and Cody Piktrowski, who hadn't, who only pitched one inning. It was like a month ago. So he, Coach Chapman goes to a guy out of the bullpen just thinking, okay, I don't want to burn one of my key guys here. Well, Piktrowski comes in, has an excellent outing. They go to the 11th inning. Reagan gets one run up on the board against Cade Weibel. It's it's 7-6 going into the bottom of the 11th. It's been almost four hours of baseball. And Round Rock gets on the bases. They put three guys on with a walk and then ran Andrew Wartha with the the game-winning fielder's choice. And Round Rock takes it 8-7. Very cool. 
So then, just to check, they're not doing the high in high school. They don't put extra guys on base and extra no, innings today. Okay, not the right, MLB just stuff. Making sure, good. But uh, I wouldn't mind it when a game's four yeah, hours long. I bet, you, I bet you wouldn't. So people going to Round Rock games need to bring extra oxygen and anxiety medication, is what you're yeah, saying? Okay, basically. Wow. Okay, so game two of that series will be tonight. I heard you say it's in the San Antonio area. Yeah, Northeast Sports Park. Okay. Uh, if you want to check that out, that's where they'll be. So Round Rock uh, needs one win to advance. And Westlake needs one win to advance because they did. And it was there's also extra innings walk yeah. off or just walk yeah. off. So that's the one with the 12 innings against Brandeis, who was in the same uh, district as Reagan. They finished third, but they gave Westlake all they could have. Uh, Chance Covert, a Texas commit, was knocked out in the second inning. They had their pitcher go 10 innings last oh night. Oh, my God. I've never even heard of that before. 4-4 heading into the seventh inning. They would go all the way to the 12th inning, 4-4, and then Isaac Bueller would hit a solo walk-off home run. They would have oh, went at 5-4. Wow, he walked off with yeah. a solo shot? That had to be fun going but, around the bases. And then Nathan Duvall, he pitched seven innings, um, two hits allowed, one walk, eight strikeouts, an absolute gem on the mound. He got the win last night. He also um, had two hits as well, two runs batted in. So uh, a big win for Westlake. They were down 4-2, tied it up. And they won an extra, so both Very nice. uh, the Westlake game won the extras, the Round Rock game won the extras. They play game two tonight. They're playing at, um, I get this right, Northside ISD okay. in San Antonio. Apparently everything in San Antonio is named North for it's some reason. I think yes. Mike Hart will actually be there. He was there last night at the Westlake game. Is that right? So make sure you get a Flex 30 update on him from Westlake. So two big wins for Westlake. Then Bowie last night playing San Antonio Johnson. Now they're ranked, I believe, seventh in the state just ahead of Round Rock in Reagan. They beat Bowie 2 nothing. Ooh, okay. Uh, a really tight battle. Um, and then Lake Travis, they play their first game against San Marcos tonight. That'll be at Dripping Springs High School. So that's game one uh, of that action. And then in 5A, actually, we mentioned walk-offs. Well, how about Georgetown? They walked it off last night as well. They're uh, defending champions in 5A under Coach Fierre. He came on the Flex Show actually last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great guy. They beat AM Consolidated 2-1. They walked it off as well. Uh, Brady Peters had a double in the bottom of the seventh, scoring the uh, the game-winning run. There so, we go, Eagles. Georgetown trying to defend their championship. Go ahead. Um, they're, in a, they're in a pretty favorable region, Chad. Okay, so, that's good. A really young team. Uh, Eli Hellman has been one of their leaders, the senior shortstop. He's one of the best defenders I've seen on a baseball diamond here in the Centex area. So Georgetown, they play game two tonight at AM Consolidated at 7 p.m. Okay, they don't want to, and all those folks out in Taylor don't want us to forget them. Taylor no, won as well. I one think. nothing. Also on a walk-off. We got some Taylor guys. Uh some Taylor guys have been texting in asking us, Craig, Cameron, where's the Taylor Duck update? What is update? going on? Taylor Duck update. And give me a real quick update on my Elgin Wildcats, because I know they started yesterday and they're playing back in Elgin today, but I don't know what they did in the first game. Lost to Lake Belton last Ooh. night, seven to one. Come on. Uh, they play at Elgin. Uh, tonight at 7 p.m., Chad and Chase are going to go out and catch some uh, Wildcat baseball. Come Game on, three Wildcats. tomorrow, uh, if necessary. That'll be also at Elgin starting at noon. Pflugerville, their first game against Magnolia West, who's also a top-10 team in the 5A ranks. That's going to be at Eastview, 6 p.m., first pitch. And then McCallum, Austin McCallum, um, they lost 5-1 in the Lake Creek last night. Mm. Uh, game two today at 4.30 at Mumford High School. Hey. which I've been told has a very nice facility. Yeah. MJ from Hearn, if you're listening, uh, 4 p.m. There you go. All right, there is your flex segment, 11.30 during this show. We'll hit you again at 1.30. In fact, we'll have Cameron jump on at 1.30 during the Chad and Zay show. 
give us uh, some more updates on that, all the baseball action. Plus, we've got another offer for Adrian Wilson from mm. Weiss. It's a receiver we've been following for a while. Uh, he just makes one-handed catch after one-handed catch in seven-on-seven seven videos. And uh, we've been following his offer list. It continues to grow. So we'll do that at 1.30. Up next, we'll uh, wrap it up here for Light the Tower, talk some NBA coming up tonight. Plus, the NFL schedules came out. Cameron's a Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. We'll give you our thoughts on that schedule coming up on the Horn. There you go. Cameron Parker, as always, here on Light the Tower. I'm Chad Hastings. Craig Way is headed over to the baseball game. If you didn't hear it earlier, Jeff Howe dealing with some uh, family business today because his daughter is graduating to kindergarten to kindergarten, right? Uh-huh. Not not from kindergarten, going into kindergarten. So is it pre-K to kindergarten? Pre-K to okay. kindergarten is what we're doing now. Uh, so congratulations to Charlotte on that. One of my favorite names on earth because that's my grandmother's name. One of my grandmother's names. Uh, I've always loved that. It's got a good classic feel to it. I like that. I'll never forget when he told me his, uh, his daughter was named Charlotte. I love that. Um, so shout out to Charlotte and, uh, and the whole class there. And he, uh, Cameron, is playing Scenario by A Tribe Called Quest, because coming up in the album swap discussion today at 105, we're going to go Friday edition at 105, Zay and I are going to talk about A Tribe Called Quest and Metallica in the same segment. Ooh. And I think this might have been our best duo of albums that we picked, Cameron. We picked second albums from both. It's the first Metallica album I ever, ever listened to. And Zay told me, yeah, let's not go with the first one. Go with the second one. Go with Low End Theory for A Tribe Called Quest. So it was, uh, and that's the song that kind of introduced some people to Busta Rhymes. Yeah. Correct? That's true. Um, Yeah, so sneak preview. I really like that album. Okay. As far as the actual grade, I'll give that later. But, man, I was I was impressed. So that's coming up at 1.05. Also coming up tonight, you've got Knicks and Miami. You've got Golden State and the Lakers. Love these situations because they are so wonderfully balanced. Miami and the Lakers want to win at home, end it, and not have to go back for a dangerous Game 7. Cameron, do you think both of them finish it, or do you think one of them is going to have to deal with a Game 7? I think Miami will finish off New York. Golden State and Lakers, that's tough. Uh, I just I think the Warriors will win, but it depends on LeBron, man. I mean, LeBron's yeah. going to have to play one of his best games of this season. He's got to go all out, but how much can he play? What, do you, what is he at 70%, Chad? Is he at 90? Is he at 50? How bad is that foot? Yeah, you're worried about the ankle. Yeah, because yeah. If, he's, if he's playing like he was in the beginning of the series, I think Lakers can win this game because the Warriors, uh, I mean, with the way Poole's been playing and Klay Thompson, they are a show of themselves. So I, but I do think that championship experience they have, I think that helps them. I think they win this game, and I think they win game seven. Both game, you think L.A. wins Game Seven? Warriors. Oh, Warriors too. Okay, um, so you think the Warriors are about to about to go three in a row? That uh, I think a lot of people may be on that uh, train, especially with these last the way that last game looked. ESPN is everything tonight, six thirty and nine. All right, Cameron, real quick before we get out of here, I want to get your thoughts here, um, and I'll give you mine too on the Cowboys schedule because I saw something with the Cowboys schedule I really like. 
Uh, there's a tough stretch for them that everybody can talk about with October at San Francisco, at the Chargers, by week at Philly. But here's what I like. The Cowboys get a bye before both Eagles games. Okay. Both. They get the double Thursday later on, that double Thursday setup, and then it, so then they get that full time off, you know, that 10 days off before they mm-hmm. play Philly the second time. Now on the other side, Philly – has statistically the worst schedule in the NFL, yep. and they don't get off for the Cowboys either time. Get this stretch. They play the Cowboys at home, then they have a bye. Then they go at Kansas City, Buffalo at home, San Francisco at home, at Dallas, at Seattle. That's November and December for them, and in both Cowboy games, they will not get any kind of a break right before, but the Cowboys do. I loved it. What jumped out to you on the Cowboys? Tough road schedule. Um, you're at San Francisco in L.A. Chargers back-to-back. And yep. then you have Buffalo and Miami back-to-back on the road after playing Philadelphia at home. Over-under right now is for the win total, 9.5. Do you like, you like over or under a 9.5? Over for the Cowboys. Okay. okay. I like over 9.5. Philly uh, right now still favored to win the division, plus 105. Dallas, uh, plus 175. And that just dropped on uh, DraftKings, so... We'll yeah. see, but I'm I'm glad Philly has a tougher schedule because yes. last year, easiest schedule of all time, NFL. Right. I love that their theirs is definitely tough this year. Also, I don't love at Buffalo on December seventeenth. Yeah. That could be rough weather wise. That's one Cowboy fans. We gotta be ready to eat that one yeah. now. Just be ready for that to be a loss today. More NFL schedule talk coming up. Uh Zay and I will get into that. NBA reactions, the album swap at 105. Plus, we're even talking rugby today at 2:30 with the CEO of the Premier Rugby Sevens League. It's gonna get cranked up this year. Plus, Cameron's gonna jump back in with us on the flex segment talk more high school baseball and we'll take your thoughts specs text line 337-3776 your friday rolls on here on the horn this was like the tower chad and zay coming up cameron thanks for having me in today thanks man. for hanging out chad appreciate it always good to hang with you sir have a great call tonight everybody stay safe out there and avoid that rain if you can this weekend stay safe and dry and uh we will talk to you coming up and later on and next week with light the tower See you.